Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am the baby new year known as Dan Conroy. And I'm the babysitter club's guardian of Dan, Bobby O'Rourke. Happy New Year, Dan. 2024 is here. Happy 2024 to you, my baby guardian, babysitter's club, episode five, legend of creepy hollow Bobby O'Rourke. As we see ourselves... Really staring down the barrel of another year here. The holidays have left us. If my editing is correct, it is currently February. We have stacked away the holiday corn. Uh, Of course, we've washed down all of the Sierra mist of the season that we possibly can. And now we've come into what some think are sort of like the doom and gloom month of the rest of winter. I've always had an issue with the holidays being right at the cusp of winter. And then we've got just sort of the cold bleakness before (laughs) us. Do you think there is a better like I, I remember when I was. Somewhere around like middle school, I wrote an essay about how like, let's just do this like in the middle of January. It makes a little bit more sense or maybe even early February, just so we have something to look forward to right up until like the February of Valentine's Day and then spring's happening. So at least the joy's back, you know? Yeah, I am lucky that my birthday falls basically Ah, not too far away from the beginning of winter, but I get about an extra month of looking forward to something more than most people get. I have always thought it was a little mean of... I don't know if you could blame the Christian calendar for this, but to have the actual winter solstice, the shortest day of the year by mathematics and astronomy, that's fine. And then someone said, actually, the new year starts 10 days after that. Why 10 days? Because we feel like it. Shut up. That's what we <laughs> yeah, said. There, I feel like so many other calendars before we got to, what was it, the Gregorian or the Julian, when they finally decided, no, it's going to be this January 1st business. I feel like every so many other cultures had a better reasoning for why their years were starting at certain dates, whether it be, like you said, near the solstices or the equinoxes, or that was just when harvesting began. But here it's just like, no. Nope, it sounds great. We're done with the Saturnalia or whatever it else is we're doing. This is just the day we decided. And yeah, that's a little annoying that we've got like January, which I really think ramps up the depression for a lot of people. Maybe <laughs> for not, a lot of people. But... Yes. For old Bob, not so much. This is still a joyous time for me. But a lot no, of it's people... a joyous time because your birthday. Absolutely. That that helps. That helps make light the burden of these dark, dark times. We're now coming into Bob's Smith, which is the next time. Of course, you've got to have your Bob's Smith advent calendar, which has the 12 days. Uh, what is your favorite themed Bob? Advent calendar that you've ever had. Oh, I love all of Frieza's forms from Dragon Ball Z. There's only yeah. four, so you do have to repeat <laughs> several times in the month before you get to my birthday. You get to final form, which is very bulbous, and then you go right back into what it originally was. Yeah. I learned that their name, Frieza, comes from something to do with Japanese realty, where like there was a, a freezing crisis in the 80s, like a financial freeze, and that's where the name comes from. Yeah, it's something... An inside joke, you're right about Japanese real estate and a market bubble bursting. And I've never yeah. understood because I don't speak Japanese and I'm not very attentive as a viewer. But um, <laughs> my favorite thing about that was the Americanized names. Frieza was the villain for Dragon Ball Z fans out there. You you are the people you are. His brother yep. was Cooler. And the two movies featuring uh... Cooler were Cooler's, Re- sorry, Cooler's Revenge and The Return of Cooler impossible to tell which came first so I, every time i was in a blockbuster i would hold them in two hands and be like 
I don't know which one's first. Uh, can't I have both, Mom? Please, come on. I can't tell. Because you really only get, when you're at that Blockbuster, you're getting one chance. Did you go, were you a weekly Blockbuster goer, or was this more like a monthly? Like, what was the regularity in which you were going to get the chance again? Because these decisions are valuable as a child. They are semi-precious stones of media opportunity. So how often were you going to Blockbuster? Oh, yeah. We were once a weekers because we nice. lived in only one town over from the local Blockbuster. And what a time it was because... For our older viewers out there, you might, listeners, you can't see us. You might remember. <laughs> Not if you, yet. If you had siblings, you had to share. So we had three options, my brother and I. There was one I could pick, one my brother could pick, and then one that we had to agree on. So there was like a bartering system. And occasionally my mom or my dad would say, like, and I'm taking the third slot because I feel like watching Godfather 2, but only the second yeah, yeah. movie because my the mom The English patient grab. again. Yeah. <laughs> three ninjas, High Noon, and Mega Mountain. That was mom's pick. <laughs> Mom really loved that. Mom, mom really loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three when they go back to feudal Japan. <laughs> Dad, black sheep again. <laughs> but so okay, that's so that was you, at least you had another week if you had gotten one of the cooler movies and you realized you had done it out of order. Yeah. You did have to wake a whole week. I'd be but that lost. Is a... I grab Cooler's Revenge. Yeah. I'm like, I'm lost. I haven't seen Return of Cooler. It's like grabbing Home Alone 2 without having seen Home Alone 1. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you really can't piece together that a child's missing in New York unless you see that first one where he's missing in his house. Uh-uh. I That is terrible naming on the part of the animation, uh, or I guess it's the translation company responsible for dubbing or subtitling that proper title. Because you got to imagine that the Japanese title was probably way better at organizing which ones, you know, the chronological order of when you're seeing your coolers. I would hope so, because Lord Slug tells me exactly what I'm getting. Lord Slug. Lord Slug. Exactly. It's right there in the name. That's Mm -hmm. all you need to know. I can't I can't think about when I ever had that same issue with a movie. I just remember wanting to see all the Godzillas because they were like had my video store place near me had all the old Godzillas and I ended up like never getting them. But they always looked so cool because it was like you just had like Mothra and you had like Rodan and you had what was the we've talked about this before on the podcast, but what's the one that's all plants like all Biolante. Yes. Biolante. Mm -hmm. There was uh, Mecha Godzilla, if I remember correctly. Ghidorah, Space Ghidorah. Space Ghidorah. There was Jewish Ghidorah. There was Jewish Ghidorah. Yep. (laughs) There was yeah. there was secular Dora. <laughs> there was Ghidorah the Explorer, which I thought was great because you learned about geography. Yeah. There was Gigan. He had hooks for hands. That was cool. Yep. There was Girl Gan. <laughs> Gender nonspecific Gan. <laughs> Non-binary Gan. <laughs> I could see why. Those movies are they're they're so enticing to the young mind because they're all just monster movies on the cover. It's always Godzilla punching a creature that's yeah. slightly bigger than he is. How could you not like it? They looked like toys. They looked like toys mm. on the box, and that looked so fun to me. Like it's Toto had the right idea with like selling to someone of my mind of like, oh yeah, we gotta get the lineup of these. And it's funny because I ended up really not getting into Godzilla or knowing anything about it, but they just looked really cool to me. Like it was this secret, like a more adult world that I had to wait to grow up to see. I don't know why I saw it like that because I think there was nothing really i guess they were pg-13 at best right but they're not gory they're no, not they're, i mean they're they're sh- they're shoddy by today's standards but you know for the time like yeah oh but that's hilarious yeah. yeah it can be a lot of fun yeah shoddy can be like so fun to watch when it's just the graphics are bad or anything like that but we used to do that in the colder winter months yeah so that was a big thing but this is one of the major dead zones like you said for greeting cards and yeah it's yeah i think we could do with a new ho- if we're going to invent holidays which we seem keen on 
on in some instances. This would be a prime time. Between January 1st and February, people are yearning for something to look forward to. I think it could happen. I say maybe we create a more polytheistic holiday that is centered on trying to make the snowmen really come alive today. We have songs and movies and media that tease the piss out of us to get a snowman to come to life and say happy birthday to me. I mean, Jimmy Durante wouldn't have had a career if we didn't make that song for him, right? That's who sang that. And um, let's say yes. Am I wrong? Oh, man. Uh, Like the the one who sings Frosty, the snowman, was a jolly, happy soul. Bobby's looking it up because Dan can't remember a single celebrity we talk about. Beautiful. He sings the song about the children trying to play God. (laughs) And that in, in, in a very children of the corn fashion, we should be allowed to have a holiday here in January where it's like, all right, get out there and whatever voodoo you need to do right now. Get it out there. But this is a wonderful time for people to write to their loved ones, too, because when do you need it more often than when the days are short and the mind is long? You know, pick up a pen, people. Make your own greeting cards. Say, hey, I really appreciate all you've done for me in the past year. And this year, I hope there will be fewer hunting accidents uh, involving the event of which we do not speak. So looking forward to 2024. I want you to know. Here, as I sit in my January cabin, which I only come to one month, I've disassembled the rifle, and I'm pretty sure the acid will do its job. Anyways, happy January and happy new year to you. Please delete uh, and burn as soon as you receive. Listen, if you're listening to this episode right now in January, which, again, my editing schedule tells us we're in February, then- (laughs) You'll get this in March. (laughs) (laughs) Happy April to you all. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone involved. I'm going as fast as I can. So you holiday episodes coming out soon, said Dan on January 8th. So so as we as we are recording this, you know, it's 2024 should be all about tying up some loose ends. You and your friends made a couple of mistakes this year. And look, I'm not going to tell anybody. So long as you make sure to wash your hands when you're done, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Put the things in the bags. Go out to the far part of the Pine Barrens. Go ahead and throw it away as you please. Uh, eat a bunch of relish with poly walnuts. And then get back to society where you are wanted. Um, but just a general reminder to never bring it back up. But no. go ahead and tie up those loose ends for us. And if you see the Jersey Devil, just give him a smile. That's all he asks for. That's all he asks for? Come on, he's a half-horse thing. Don't like go by what most people think the Jersey Devil looks like. Look at the original illustrations. It's a creepy horse c- chimera demon. Yeah, uh, 13th he's son actually of quite, uh, he's quite friendly looking in some of the renditions. He loves playing Mancala, mm. which he calls beans. <laughs> It's a fun name for an ancient Egyptian game. <laughs> so go ahead and play that with the Jersey Devil. Find your loved ones. Make a card that ties up those loose ends. A- animate something. Maybe see if that animation on the card would bring a snowman to life if you live somewhere with snow. Where we are, there doesn't seem to be any snow, and there probably won't be because it's going to be like 60 degrees this week. So climate changes. That's the real resolution is, boy, I wish it was colder. But that's less of a resolution and more of a wish. Yeah, it's more of a that that's a Christmas wish. We were talking, uh, I think, last time we recorded about my my sometimes seasonal depression because of the offness of climate change. So I, yeah, we, we are probably heading you. towards a glut of films about not having snow because someone showed me the 
is it Bing Crosby and Bob Hope movie White Christmas? White Christmas, yeah. Yeah, I tried to watch it and fell asleep, but I've been told uh, <laughs> it's, that it's yeah. about having a White Christmas, and I think that that movie will resonate more with viewers in the coming years. It certainly will. It is a pretty boring movie. I, when we walked away from that conversation, Babs, I definitely resonated with you because we were supposed to get a snowstorm like this week, and I was so excited for it. And then lo and behold, it really just turned into just rain just mush. slushy rain mush which is even worse i'll take rain and it's depressing and i love snow and i'll take nothing but what i dislike <laughs> is this middle ground dan i'll take nothing i'll take because if i'm starving for snow at least i know i'm wanting now mm. i've been given something and i don't want it and that's somehow worse so i don't know here's hoping that we get at least one more chance at snow but who knows how that'll happen we can still save it i think that there's uh not to get too political but the world is nice and i want to keep it so i think there's still time for us to turn this boat around and head back over to the good ship of climate control i agree which, with which you, is Bobby. air conditioning actually so never mind don't do that that's that's actually part of no. the problem so never mind you know use a little bit less of it of course it doesn't use a lot of energy but try not to blast it all the time yeah. and yeah i mean if we're all being diligent and of course a lot of it revolves around the industries that are causing the most amount of pollution but i do have hope in it because there are a lot of individuals who are working very hard in realms in which i have no knowledge of like the stem community and science and agriculture that are working very hard to try to slow to try to minimize and lessen if not completely halt the uh, nightmare spinning chaos that we are putting ourselves in with all of the pollution and climate change so here's hoping that we can continue to fund those individuals that are single-handedly trying to save us from our own fate and luckily for all those people we two white men with other jobs are positioned perfectly to talk about this in a nuanced and multifaceted way so just you should all just be really thankful that you have us to tell you what's going on you must be so grateful that we even bring up conversations like this a field of study that neither bobby and i have ever studied for nope. really i bet bobby has thought of it but i haven't thought much of it most of my life just spewing with a kind of privilege that you just say fuck you as loud as you can to your radio when you listen to this sort of podcast <laughs> just screaming it as you can so why don't we pivot from this thing we're trying to talk about and pivot to something that is absolutely in our wheelhouse and it's the funny things that you get at the grocery store All shall right. we bobby yes i want to go i want to go i want to go can you help me and i can help you the listener and ding dong by subscribing to at greetings pod on instagram and at greetings cast on x please go ahead and give us a listen and a learn and if you can a rating would really help us out it just makes the world a little bit cooler yeah <laughs> what if i how are we gonna know how cool dan is if you don't tell him through a five-star rating system. I've how I'm not going to know how. Am I allowed to wear my sunglasses at night? Do I have any of that riz that all the young kids are talking about? Please tell me before I say something else embarrassing. Does Dan hang out with Joe Camel at the local discotheque? You decide. Yeah. And is Joe Cool wearing his sweaters with his round glasses and him and I are hanging out at Not Scary Farm? Tell me. Is Dan a Fonzie mid? For real, for real, etc. Is it not easing being cheesy with me and Chester Cheetah, my friend who's a cheetah that eats cheesy snack foods? Who, by the way, is opening a new section of the Menlo Mall this weekend for anyone who's looking to build a bear? Is that a real fucking fact? No, but it, oh. But if my birthday oh. wish comes true. Oh, greetings, the greeting card road trip for your birthday. We go to the Chester Cheetah Build-A-Bear. Do we build you? Because you know it is filled with Cheetos. <laughs> Which oh, yeah. Is a, <laughs> Cut them open. And then they just, they make all of the, there's like a, a pop-up restaurant. I can already see this in my in my head, thanks to the poison of social media. And there is a pop-up restaurant that takes all of the 
rage bait recipes that are like on Reddit and TikTok where it's like, oh, we took a beautiful 14 pound turkey and we covered it in butter and ground up spicy Cheetos. And then we baked it at 400 degrees for four hours. Like all of the recipes that involve putting Cheetos in it, which that's that's a cheat and also a sin. <laughs> it's, it's both at once. You put that on the table and go there. Martin Luther King Day is saved. <laughs> You just slap your Cheetos mac and cheese on the table and go, who gave a shit about Arbor Day anyways? Never saw you plant a tree. I'm going to bed. It's 6 p.m. I'm going to bed. Never saw you kick an Exxon Mobil exec. <laughs> Not yet. Not, Not yet. with the opportunity. I'm always waiting at the lounge they hang out at. <laughs> they probably eat whale meat. Whale meat uh, barbacoa. Just to whale, spite us. Wh- Dan, I am opening the card that you have so graciously it. given us. And did you do the how they can contact us yet, or did I completely? Oh, um, I did, but I'm going to say it one more time. No, at Greetings Pod on Instagram and at Greetings Cast on X. Thank you, Bobby. And r- r- rate review. Uh, you did this. this. I'm sorry. I, I don't know where I was. I just oh man, cut this. I just want to be get clever so bad. No, we're all good. Tell no. me what the card's about, please. Well, it's about trauma because. <laughs> yep. Buckle up, folks. You're um, right. So we have a patterned gray and blue background. Actually, it's really nice. It's sort of a triangle line, like almost like an EKG machine. It it could be kind of holographic, sparkly. I can't tell if that's the shine on the photo, Dan, or if this is like a holographic card in the background. It's like it's a holographic card. You're correct. It's Ooh. like a shiny card where within the reflection, it sort of gives you a sparkle. Very nice. So that's the background. In the foreground, there's what I assume to be an interpretation of a child. It's a green <laughs> figure with square glasses and a sort of black mouth and eyes and hairline and an arm. And it's holding an orange ball. And my fears were confirmed what kind of ball this was when I read the message above, which is in white and orange letters. And the message says, if I had to pick players to be on my kickball team, I'd pick you first. All right, so I don't know if you could tell, but I'm starting to sweat a little bit. My heart rate's up. There's there's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a sore subject for me. Yeah, um, same. So, also the words that are highlighted in orange in the first two lines are "had my team." <laughs> I thought that too. Is there some kind of message and anagram I'm supposed to make from that, or is that just what was that the ink that was available that day? What's going I, on there? So I I think what this green bunny egg devil is trying to tell us is I that I didn't mention uh, he seems like a, a tubby fellow, you know, or much like me when I was playing kickball in my oh same here, day. same here. We were we were both beefy lads, let's say, and this um what can only be described as a attempting cute sleep paralysis demon is trying to tell. Tell us is that uh, if we had to pick players to be on my kickball team, so I guess the emphasis, of course, is we start with had. <laughs> we have to play kickball. There if is I no had to pick players. So this right. is in the past, and you were forced to pick players for a kickball Which team. Is- is not really indicative of my upbringing because at my when I went to school, physical education, high school, if you wanted to be a sore loser like me, you could just walk around the track the whole day. And I usually chose that because organized sports are for the birds. But I that so I wasn't forced to play. But kickball, I actually enjoyed playing my implying that you're not with anyone else here. You're with me. And then team implying friendship. So. When I first saw this opening, and of course, I want to get your interpretation, Bobby, but I I really thought of it as a false sense of comfort. I feel like the idea is that I'm being brought into the fold of a friendship here. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, it could be a friendship I didn't ask for or want, but it is a friendship nonetheless. And you know what? Cards on the table. Like, kickball was an interesting 
experience, I think, for kids because I was overall a medium athlete. I played baseball. I played flag football. I was fine. Like I, I wasn't the worst. I wasn't the best. But I was often just good enough that I could be beaten soundly by the good athletes, if that makes any sense. I was like, it was noticeable when someone did better than me. Yeah. Not that everyone was looking, but I could tell, like, I'm like, you're better than me and I'm fine. You would say you didn't have the making of a varsity athlete. Not then. I didn't have the letter jacket. I thought it was just a jacket made of letters and that that didn't go very well. It looked more like a Riddler-esque sort of contraption. <laughs> Cues on the else. elbows, boys. Cues on the elbows. <laughs> but but you did have some skill and talent, so you were able to hold yourself in a game, though. Like, even, like you said, yes, you've got the the varsity kids that would probably, like— you know, runs laps around you physically and metaphorically, literally and metaphorically, I mean to say, but, um, and physically, they're just running laps they're around you. Running laps. In any way you care to name, I'm being lapped. You're trying to pitch and they're just running laps around you. But <laughs> at the same time though, you were able to hold yourself, which I feel like is leagues better than what I was like. So you, you were able to still enjoy the game nonetheless. Yeah, but it, is traumatic to think about. And first of all, I really like this card. Let me say, like, so far, I'm in. I'm in for the trauma. Mm, I'm in yep. for the color scheme. I'm in for the Hey Arnold-esque sort of illustrations. Um, no, yeah. more like Klasky Kasupo kind of vibes, too. Kind of uh, reminds me of favorite. Chalk Zone. Remember that? Yes, uh, Chalk show? Zone. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. So. Yeah. I forgot about Chalk Zone. Wow, that's a blast. I only ever like watched the first season or two, but it was very good when I watched it. I thought it was. It a was very never cool one idea. of my favorites. I I saw it yeah. a couple times, and I know a lot of people liked it. I just wasn't super into it. But kick, yeah, kickball was always interesting because it really boiled down to the basic skills: can you catch? Can you throw? Can you kick? You didn't yeah. have to learn anything fancy at all, which is why I think being bad at kickball was so upsetting because yeah. there's not much more. If you can't kick the ball, you just are not good at using half of your body, the lower half. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> just echoing that point, I know this is kind of a no-doy statement, but kickball goes real quick and you start feeling real bad about yourself if you're not good at kicking. Mm. So like games like football and baseball or soccer, there are elements to the game that you can sort of take your skills chart and mix it up a little bit. So in baseball, you might not be, you know, hitting it out of the park, but you can really like hit it to the side, said Dan, who's never played baseball, and actually get to the bases a little bit quicker than maybe other kids. Or maybe you are good at knocking them out of the park, but, you know, you're not a very fast runner. Um, you know, football and soccer are kind of similar. You, you can trade traits in some ways and others, so you have strengths and weaknesses, but you're still able to be a formidable player, potentially. In kickball, you really only have one thing you got to be good at, and that's kicking. Because if I recall correctly, if you do a pretty light kick and it kind of goes up, all it takes is grabbing that ball and and you're out. And I recall <laughs> so many rounds of kickball, I guess innings, let's call them, going like hotcakes because we were all just kicking okay. We weren't like kicking it out of the field of play, but they were going pretty far. And all it took was just catching it because we were all about as talented as each other. And that was the <laughs> end of it. And there's a, they really ran fast. So Be being a fielder was important, though. If you could catch, that made you a valuable player on defense, though. So, you know, 100%. Don't, don't sell it short. Oh, I'm not selling it short. If anything, I'm just trying to lick the wound of me just being where you at you would say you were moderate at sports probably even say very good i was pretty piss poor i didn't like learning the games i often would just like kind of guesstimate how good i was doing and then just kind of get out really quickly and uh, i loved quitting Quitting feels good. <laughs> Big old fan of quitting. Big old fan <laughs> of quitting. I tell you what, I might have said this in a past episode, but when when you, when you hear that phrase, you don't have to do this next season, oh, it's just like... <laughs> 
that feeling of not having to go back, it just, ooh, it just feels warm and good inside. So I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, there were a lot of sports where I, um, if it was, kickball was one of the few ones that I was like, okay, this is recreational and non competitive enough where i am not going to feel bad how i go either way no. if we do great i'll feel good if we do you know if we do poorly i sweated today and my parents will feel good that i at least got my exercise either as a child or an adult there are a few characteristics that are as off-putting as taking kickball too seriously which yes. by the way i did and i'll tell you how and because this card said if i had to pick players on my kickball team i'd pick you first i was always like middle of the pack like not terrible not great but i remember mm -hmm. so clearly being nine and there was a kid in my third grade class named Mike. Half of them were named Mike. Because yeah, we won't, that won't be taking an identity, I don't <laughs> no, think. Yeah. Um, you can say first he, names. He was the premier third grade athlete. I mean, I'm talking premier. hot. I'm talking hot stuff. Um, yeah. You know, all, Real whiz all, kid. All the fifth graders were like draft pick number one Absolutely. for the, the fourth grade court. He cut in front thing. of me one time on kickball. I was going to catch a ball. It was my moment. I was like, I remember so clearly seeing the red ball coming towards me and then this body of Mike just coming in and stealing it from me. And I was so angry at him. And oh. I remember it was because I was like, I get, I get a taste of the glory. Cause like I said, I'm a medium athlete. And so reading this card, I'm like, you wouldn't pick me first. You'd pick me fifth. And I, I was okay with that until, <laughs> until that moment. And then I was yeah. like, I was almost good. I was nearly there. And then I just You could have, because that was your, at that age, fifth grade, you said, right? That would have been third, I guess. Yeah. Third grade. Mm -hmm. So like, at so for third grade, that that's like, that's nothing but currency. That's like right. you, you catching that ball is value added to you getting picked next time at recess or phys ed. Mm -hmm. And he took it away from you, this kid, Mike. I mean, I feel like you should dox him, but you do as you please. But <laughs> too, you late. Have this, <laughs> too late. But you have this opportunity to like reach a different strata of being chosen in the great realm of sports. And then he takes it away from you because he's got to be the whiz kid. He's got to keep his reputation alive. And then you sort of realize it's like that Bob's Burgers episode about never meeting your heroes. Like you kind of learn that it's all about cheating. <laughs> And all about just kicking the guy below you on the ladder just so you can keep rising to the top. Kicking the ladder below you, essentially. But who knows where I would have ended up if I had caught that ball. I would have been a completely different person. And now oh. Mike is Speaker of the House. Ooh, yeah. Impressive. <laughs> oh, fantastic. He is uh, currently running Congress. How great. Um <laughs> Big deal. I have a podcast and a poem. Imagine how insufferable Mike would have been, though, if he had to do the podcast with me. Like, I'm so grateful you're here with me because I would have been like, hey, I got this flower. I got this uh, card about flowers. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> it's like because I imagine he's just a big jock. <laughs> uh, I Yeah. Mike, I if you're out there, I had a fun time with you at my birthday at the YMCA pool. A couple years later, we let the bygones be bygones. I have no idea what you're like now, but I hope you're well. Was there a cool soundtrack when you guys were in the pool or did they not allow music at the YMCA? Oh, it was silence. I demanded it for my birthday. <laughs> just, just paddling. Just the sounds of paddling. No no laughter, nothing. Let's keep it nice and quiet here, guys. Yeah. The ice cream cake will hear you and melt. One time I had a birthday in uh, middle school at, it was at, <laughs> what could only be described and this, this was the name of it it was the town i grew up in and it was the women's fitness center so they had a pool and but it was a women's fitness center who had not changed their decoration since about 1987 so uh, you know obviously it's a gym like any other place but when you go into the pool area it's just like all purple with like a sort of flower motif in certain areas and there's definitely like a lot of like diane warwick or like a lot of there's a lot of 80s like push it to the lip like that music's playing so i just felt like i was in a different time in a different place like i i had met a new me in there and i really liked it <laughs>
And occasionally I see that aesthetic come through in your choices in fashion and style. Sometimes like, yeah, 1982 was awesome. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Let's just purples. Just let's 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 do purples and bright colors. Lots I'm so of grateful. pastels. Lots of yeah, pastels. Uh, yeah. If if I weren't the pale ginger that I was, I'd try pastels on a lot more. Mm. But unfortunately, my skin tone, it doesn't rock it too hard. You and me both, brother. If I do anything brighter than a Merlot, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> And that you don't drink anything brighter than a Merlot. You you will only drink dark colored beverages. That's right. I tried to give you a Pilsner one time and you filed for friend divorce. <laughs> Legal in New York. It's the alimony pony. <laughs> uh, shall I move on to the next page of this card? We could. We could. We could try. Okay. Here's what I like about this so far. This page is utilizing the meditation page. Yes. Wow, this really is like chalk zone. This is the exact sort of animation. I like that too. So for the listener, we now have the full body of the pudgy uh, kickball player from the previous page. He's got stick figure legs and arms, and his his torso and head seem to be all of a single thumb that's painted green. Um, <laughs> he's still got the glasses on, and he's kicked the ball off into the next page, and that is indicated in classic cartoon style by a dotted line noting trajectory. And the background is the same gray. So, Dan, I like this so far. I'm glad you do. I like it as well so far myself. It sort of looks like this character is if a djinn saw half a sock on the floor and said, all right, I'll give that life. And then <laughs> that's what this is. Someone cut a sock in half and they, a, a entity decided, all right, this one deserves a soul as much as any of these other hairless apes that just pollute the sky. Careless so, djinn. Once we let them out of their bottles. Hairless gin and other stories. <laughs> Can I get a hairless gin? No milk. The I don't know, and I don't think this question will be answered in this card, but I can accept that the creature in front of us is a childlike entity that is, like you said, a thumb or half a sock or just an egg, but I've yet to know why it's got sharp ears like a bunny or a devil. Yeah, that's a good question. It looks a little also like the Adventure Zone character, but, yeah. paint, but painted with a highlighter green. Like kind of has uh, that, that the the too. young boy or the uh, the boy. Right, he's wearing a hat that has ears. There's or Ran- Rudy. There's Rudy, Rudy. the boy. Hold and on. then I forget what the friend's name is. That was like a superhero. The one that Rudy created as like his best friend, I uh, believe. Uh, Rudy to Oh, I'm sorry, not Adventure Zone. What's the the one that was on Adult Swim that high people like to watch and they thought it was good? Um, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Something Zone. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. No, it was. Uh, gosh. Z- zone. I thought it was. I thought it was Zone. What well, uh, not not Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Let's do all of them. Not uh, <laughs> Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. Not Sea Lab 2021. I loved all of these. Not uh, Metalocalypse. Not. 12-ounce mouse. I think it, it was on looks... Cartoon Network, not necessarily Adult Swim. It was... Um... Adventure Time? Adventure Time. Not Adventure oh, Adventure, Adventure Time. Adventure. So it looks, like a, it looks a little like Finn. Adventure. Yeah, this could... This is like if a elementary school kid who maybe like doesn't do art very often was said, hey, draw Finn to the best of your memory. <laughs> and yeah, and it does have the it does have the hat like Finn has. Yeah, you're correct. But yeah, it, yeah, I definitely see what you're saying there. I'm glad I took that long walk for that short drink of water. Thanks for sticking with me. Hey, I got to mention some of my favorite adult swim cartoons. I always and, loved and your early art. Art. <laughs> And my early art. Oh, this would have been leaps and bounds better than what I ever would have done in a notebook in my elementary school years. Were you an S drawer? Were you the sketchers S, the, the lightning bolt S uh, figurine I did drawer? do it once kids taught me how to do it absolutely oh, yeah. but mostly I made really terrible geometric like humans that had like circles for hands and heads and I remember one
one time I would like create a like small comic series of them. And I wrote in it canonically because my art was so bad and I knew it. I just said, the reason why they look like this is because it's the very near, it's the future uh, and taking from adventure time here, a nuclear, uh, nuclear consistent nuclear radiation has caused humans to turn into like very simple geometric beings. (laughs) So we no longer, yeah, well, I was trying to justify being a shitty artist. What a self-aware 12 year old you were to be like, listen, this isn't my best stuff. Why Look, don't this I make sucks. Them mutants. This is bad, and I know it. So, but yeah, but that's that's the out is that you just make them mutants. You make them not humans of this day. It's so funny that that's what Adventure Time's theme is. Actually, is that you eventually learn that they live in the nuclear fallout Earth. <laughs> this creature could be nuclear fallout. It also, I think, the ears to me are very reminiscent of when you're at that like anywhere from elementary to early high school age and a little later i'm not like putting an age specifically on it but you do a thing every day that's your personality like Mm. at first when you're younger it's a little bit more of like a comfort blanket metaphorically and then when you get older it's a little bit more of a personality trait that you insist on i had one of them my thing was every day i wore a fanny pack and i loved it and Uh, i had different ones i still have one of them from when i was a kid i was gonna say when can we look forward to the return of the fanny pack i'm sorry oh uh, fanny packs revenge no that one didn't come first no Um, no no it's it's fanny pack four in search of curly's gold that's right that will and and, and the gold's in the fanny pack that's the secret and we're getting billy crystal i I'll, i'll start wearing them again i really i like a fanny pack i like something in the front near sort of the pudge area that lets me keep my like phone and and uh various candies and napkins because of my nose like those are all good things to have i don't know why we stopped doing that pockets don't do it pockets don't do it no and i think the fanny back is due for a big comeback i thank you and like clothing for half of the earth's population isn't even very good for pockets so mm-hmm. like why are we even bothering let's just all go back to fanny packs it's a good idea I heard the other day that they call it something else now because they are somewhat fashionable, but there's another name for them now, but it'll always be fanny packs to me. Mm. That's my favorite Billy Joel song. (laughs) It'll always be fanny packs to me. Oh, you can fit so much stuff (laughs) like half a lip balm stick or some not great gum. (laughs) She can hitch with a strap. You can put her inside. You can wrap around a waist, but you can never truly hide. That's as far as I got. <laughs> and they're made for the weather. They are rain-free. Yes, they're stuck on your side, but they're, they're always, always a fanny pack to me. You all owe us five dollars each and go we owe and billy joel seven dollars each <laughs> so we are gonna be in the red to the piano man yet a fucking gen. god he wins every time this he is a does. good meditation page it is because things are happening and i we've said it before that the meditation page can be used to think but it's often used for waste and i like that this card is not wasting anything it's the same background it's the same character it's continuing the story if you it had brings to- us Pick me for kickball. Pick me first. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Mm. I was just going to say, I like that. Yeah. When we're kicking the ball with the dotted line, as you mentioned, it's bringing us to the next part of the Mm -hmm. card. And I feel like there's many ways that you can utilize the meditation page, whether it's for nothing, which we are the most gracious about because it's like that. That's why we called it the meditation page to begin with. You can have fun, more animations in there. You can keep writing. You can make the message longer. In this case, we are given a through line story. We are given an A to B to C, which only happens 
more often than not when you're writing text the entire time. In this case, it is a visual through line. We're seeing action happen. And I give a lot of credit to a card, even if I might not like other parts of it. It definitely gets a high rating for doing that. The only issue I have so far is they've really put themselves into a tight spot here because now I have to ask where are we going because they're they're sticking mm. with the kickball theme. They're doing it well, but I don't see a lot of room for movement here because the next oh. it could be like if I had to pick you for kickball, I'd pick you first and the next page might be and that's why I'm pardoning you for the high crimes and misdemeanors, you know, before my term runs out. I don't I they're they're really in a a, a tight spot here, so I don't know what we're going to see on the third page. Well, Dame Bobby Dench, you have opened up a, a can of worms of potentiality, and mm -hmm. I think if you turn over, you will see exactly what your high crimes and misdemeanors lead you to in the high court of this podcast. Ooh, okay. I am ready to be judged by Congress and a two-thirds majority. May, okay. May Todd have mercy on your soul. So we're completely abandoned the gray and angular backdrop. <laughs> now it's just white. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are keeping the dotted through line of the trajectory of the kickball, which is nice. We see the ball that's bouncing along the middle of the page. And now we have in alternating highlighter green and highlighter orange text, the following poem, I suppose. I don't know what you'd call it, but it says, and our team would be called, quote, the possums, unquote. Before every game, we'd all fall down and pretend to be dead. And then, when the other team went home, we suddenly jump up and claim our victory. Oh, and you'd play shortstop. Yay, possums. So, before anything, let me read the whole card for all you ding-dongs out there who are so loyal to the listening thing. Mm -hmm. First page. If I had to pick players to be on my kickball team, I'd pick you first third page and our team would be called the possums before every game we'd all fall down and pretend to be dead and then when the other team went home we suddenly jump up and claim our victory oh and you'd play shortstop yay possums all right all right all right all right um all right so this card literally let me start broad picture dan let me let, let, do you mind if i start big and we'll go small? you can go as broad as you want let's get okay. that 33 okay. millimeter well, or whatever let's just yeah let's well, film this on a super eight roll the ball to me i'm really gonna wing it out to left field by the bleachers where mrs lunch lady sits and enjoys her is it weird that lunch ladies also have lunch is that like the watchers watching the watchman what i don't like is that lunch lady deer hunter she goes out and she hangs out on the bleachers and she yeah she's sitting there and she has lunch the same time we do and she kind of takes like a six pack of cigarettes because she's of course she hangs out with Joe Campbell more than the both of us, and she kind of wraps them in a tortilla right in front of us, and that apparently gets <laughs> nutrition out of it. So she has a tobacco. She calls it a tobaccorito, and then also says to tell us to leave her alone. We're hoping she's doing all right because, you know, she means the world to some of us. She does. I'm not even happy about teachers or lunch ladies having lunch breaks, but one step at a time. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it too. But we start. <laughs> We're starting. This is a card about kickball. Yep. <laughs> This is entirely <laughs> uncharted territory. I have never seen, and I don't think, and we know we have never discussed a card that has no greater or deeper meaning than saying, <laughs> I'd pick you for my kickball team, which is not a holiday. It's not nope. a celebration. It's uh -uh. not a birthday. It's not even nope. a sentiment, really. It's an action. Yeah, it's not It's not a personal sentiment as much as it is a declaring action that you're going to do. <laughs> and this thing 
this card has been haunting me, has been darkening my <laughs> convenience store doorstep for a month. Because every time I go into my local convenience store to look for cards, this one is kind of on the end of the aisle where the, you know, the, the, the end aisle display is. And this sleep paralysis devil is looking at me with that sheikish little grin, holding his finger up to his smile like he's just buried a magistrate, holding a kickball in his hand and telling me if I had to pick players to be on my kickball team, I'd pick you. And then goes into this dirge about what is going to happen. I don't have any say in it at all. I don't get to choose the name. I don't get to choose the action which we win. I don't hate it. I mean, honestly, middle school Dan probably would have done this. And (laughs) then you're assuming the rules of kickball are up. You're assuming the rules of kickball are if team is dead, then other team forfeits. Yeah, that's again, I'm not an expert, but I don't think any sports engagement ends with one team saying we won because the other team is dead. (laughs) No, not even Bobby. This, this implies that the dead team wins. So like the the implication is the implication is, is that in the great annals of sports, if all of the Yankees versus the Mets subway series, baby, if the Yankees just all dropped, everything's fine. 2000, everything's fine. Nothing bad could possibly, what could possibly go wrong? Said Bubsy, the Bobcat. If they all just dropped dead, and then the Mets, not knowing what to do, walked their way back to Flushing. And Yankees. <laughs> and then the Yankees just fucking got up and said, we won because we're the last ones here. Like, that's how sports work. I didn't know sports were just hanging out the longest at the stadium. I just had a really great image of the Mets walking across the Queensboro Bridge and passing cars. But like, is that Mike Piazza? And he's yes. like, I'm not playing today. Oh, These multi-millionaires just kind of like, man, we got called out because of we rain. We won. Like, what do you mean you won? You left the stadium. <laughs> you left the stadium. That's impossible. And that's when they realize, like, someone someone screams at them from the Queensboro Bridge, hey, you guys, you got to stick around. They were probably just playing dead. And then they look at each other and go, oh, oh shit. No. no. <laughs> so it's like the assumption Hank there. Hank Bauer's going to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Or other 2000s <laughs> players. I don't, I don't know any players who played. Uh, Tina Martinez the, weeps. Yeah, I'm going to get the Marth, Mark McGrath hand. Um, but You made so, Chuck like, Knobloch cry. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch? That's fake. You made that one I up. I did not. Look it up, sports nerds. Oh, and you'd play shortstop, so I don't even get to choose what role I am in this game. And then we just cheer... We just cheer that we're on the team. Also, an important position. Shortstop gets a lot of action, so I guess whoever's receiving this card has got some chops. Yeah, no, that it's it's a complimentary position that you're given. What fascinated me most about this card when I picked it up is that we've talked in most recent episodes, we've kind of gone over it over and over. It's become a little bit of a hobby horse here, but it's talking about how the next phase of greeting cards is to ever atomize and specify people's individual relationships with each other to the point where you'll pick up a card and be like, oh, this is exactly like my relationship with someone down to the inside jokes. And I said before that AI is going to help us with that. And this feels like this is the prototype example of it. This feels very much Mm -hmm. like the kind of conversation you'd have with your friend where it's like a quirky, adorkable name. And you guys are quirkily talking about how you would like win the game that you don't really want to play. And it's just there's something very it's no other way to describe it other than just like inside jokery from middle school. It's very bespoke. Yeah. I mean, very bespoke. Wh- what else can you do with this card? And then it's got the decoder ring messaging too, where it's like, 
our team, the, the, <laughs> yep. the words in orange are our team, the possums, every to be dead, and then suddenly victory. Oh, and you'd play shortstop. <laughs> actually, it doesn't work that badly now that I've read it out loud. I was looking at it while you were reading it, and I was like, wait, this actually reads like a pretty decent killer's note. This is a good E.E. E. Cummings poem, I think, if you break yeah. it down. <laughs> every to be dead, and then suddenly victory. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> And then suddenly victory and other stories by Mary Wollstonecraft. Oh, and you'd play shortstop. Oh, and you'd play shortstop. Yeah. Also, the final. okay, mm-hmm. so so I said I would start broad and go smaller. Like you said, being dead doesn't mean you win a game. It often means you lose, in fact. Also, possums don't like get up from playing dead and are like, nailed it. They're often like, thank God, I get to live another day of my crappy life. Yeah, I get nine more months of life. <laughs> Until another fox comes into my den. I'm going to have to do this all over again. God, I'm I'm, I'm so happy to be the loudest, most annoying mammal <laughs> right behind humans. Um, the Or they're marsupials, actually, if I remember. I don't know. Listeners, write in. Our, our, <laughs> let's decide. Are possums mammals or marsupials? And only write in. We are not accepting digital versions po- of answers. Postcards, bus. letters. Our whole thing, guys, is old-timey, <laughs> like, old-timey ways of correspondence. You write an okay? email to us, fuck you. There, yeah. I said it. Hey, I guess I sent you guys a post on Instagram. Fuck off. I'm not checking that shit. Oh. I'm barely on the Instagram. Send me an e- send me a uh, greeting card. I almost said an email. They almost got me. Oh, don't don't tell them that. No, that's the exact opposite of what we want. That's right. I feel like this card, this card also feels a little bit nostalgic and out of time. I feel like this would have killed 20 years ago. Like the everything from sort of the Napoleon Dynamite like design mm. to the sort of hipster like crayon use to like the early internet jokery a lot of this feels like in 2004 2005 this would be like up there with an i can has cheeseburger joke oh like, this yeah. would have landed very well but it's got a little more class than that because i think it yes. harkens back to an actual good time instead of an artificial one because I, yes. despite my aforementioned trauma i have fond memories of playing kickball you know it was the speed with which my class lined up to play kickball was truly astounding i couldn't imagine getting a group of adults in a workspace to line up this quickly we would zip out of the oh yeah doors like we have 43 minutes to make the most of this get in line we all know what order getting picked in defense out there offense over here let's hit mrs lunch lady in the face as she rolls up her last cigarette tortilla yeah look this is the shortest this is the only fresh air we are getting today (laughs) and we have to take full advantage of it so look avoid the looks you're going to get from lunch lady deer hunter but remember that if you hit her you're getting a triple so that's yeah i would say out of all the sports that i was deigned to play this fat little bastard that i was i would say kickball was the most fun and the one that i enjoyed the most because i was not into baseball or softball, and I was too old to play the game where you lift the big rainbow blanket and then go under it. So the next best thing for me was kickball. So this, I agree with you that this harkens to a more romantic and honest and IRL time as opposed to an internet time. But yeah, it just, it feels like, I feel like I'm getting pressured into a relationship that I didn't, a friendship as it were, that I didn't agree to. And now terms are being made, and those terms are also being written in serial killer code. And I, I don't know how I'm feeling about the the levels of that, if that makes any sense. It does. And in a way, to be dead and then suddenly victory is an apt epitaph for this whole this whole conversation, I think. Hey, yeah, the only time you're victorious is in death. <laughs> this is what this, that's what this egg child is trying to teach us. That's right. And Do you if, think uh, he- 
Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, do you think the other students look like this person? Like just like a half like, thumb sock? Oh, it's way worse if he's the only one, right? If all other people are anthropomorphic and he's... Uh, he's a he's a severed green thumb. Yeah, it's got a blow. Although these days, you know, we've gone so far with tolerance, and, and I'm inspired by the kids today. So they might be like, "Hey, listen, Jimbo, he's a good guy. I mean, like, yeah, he looks different, but we don't notice it. He's still going to prom. We're going to make him the prom king. Although now we're a democracy, so it's it's technically the prom uh, uh, overseer, and it's uh, it's it's based off of a committee hearing. It's complicated. Anyway, the punch is spiked. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> We still spike the punch. Look, we're so oh, happy yeah. that... But the only thing we could get was slow gin. So it tastes weird because it is uh, grape Kool-Aid with slow gin in it. So, But we're just so happy that Jimbo Branchbrook was able to uh, become the overseer for this year, the junior overseer. Now, it's a two-year election, so you will have to stay in high school a little bit longer. And if you get reelected, oh boy. But we're going to get a lot of stuff done. We're finally going to build that high school moat. And they call that the slow gin and punch a subway series. Yes, so. this, yeah, the uh, the slow gin punch dome scandal, <laughs> probably. So that takes us to the back page, which is this is a good old fashioned American greetings Titan card. The big boys added again, four ninety nine, not a moderately priced card. Okay, so decent. it's like not decent. Printed on sustainably sourced paper, we'll have to take them at their word. <laughs> we don't um, have anything but their word for that. We have nothing but their word, and then a subsidiary company, I think, called Just Wink. Uh-huh. The I is an exclamation point, so I hate that. And <laughs> yeah. it says send cards from your phone to justwink.com. What? It's just a text message. Yeah, a photo for, that's a that's a photo. I do that to you. I did that to you today with a photo of Paul Anka. You <laughs> that did. wasn't a greeting card. Yeah. It greeted me in a way, but it wasn't a greeting card. Well, because I told you to don't roll an Anka. So as long as you <laughs> as long as you Yeah. As long as you come up with some clever wordplay, that's all these things are. You'd be so shocked how often we get out of trouble by just being cleverer slightly than other people. Yeah, we there are so many times where we should have done some real time, but we absolutely <laughs> got away with it by just coming up with fun words. And they're like, ah, you kids are all right. We didn't need that estuary anyways. <laughs> Continue your counterfeit scheme. Hey, someone's got to dump that oil. Um, the Yeah, I the just wink was funny because... Like, it just furthers on the sort of cutesy behavior of the rest of this card. Not necessarily in a bad way, but I just love that they did it all the way to the end. Like, with with the oh, yeah. um, with the name of the subsidiary, Just Wink Cards. I have no idea. I guess I have to download the Just Wink app from the App Store. Certainly not going to do that. But I'm grateful it's there. And that's all sometimes things need to be is there, but I don't have to participate. Much like kickball. Hey, look at that. We brought it back around. And you ding-dongs thought that we were just rambling and that this is just a way to kill time before death encloses all of us. You thought this is just something Bobby and I do on Tuesdays just to stop the screaming inner monologues that we have on a regular basis ever since the quarantine. Nope. Not at all. Nope. None of that. This is a healthy thing we do because we were very interested in greeting cards beforehand. Ignore your loved ones. Record your voice. Listen to yourself. Ignore your loved ones. Record your voice. If you take nothing from this episode, you should get one mantra from us a week or whenever I take these things out. And whenever you listen to us, that should be what you take out now. Ignore your loved ones. Record your voice. That's right. <laughs> Remember, kids, our team, the possums, every to be dead and then suddenly victory. <laughs> So now we're at the fridge ranking and and I have to ask you Bobby where is this where is this for you because I think there's a lot to love I think there's a lot to enjoy there's a lot to be nostalgic about but there's also a lot to presume which this card does and you know presumption sometimes you must be weary paranoid of happiness how do you feel about it this goes dead center for me because I have never seen the like of it it is if a little underwhelming in meaning 
I've never seen anything that so clearly knows what it wants and goes after it. It is the only to date kickball card I've ever yeah. seen. And it's a card I didn't bring this up before that I think is either meant to congratulate a kid who's already good at kickball or to make feel better a kid who might be lacking in that area and say, hey, listen, if I were picking a kickball team, you'd be first. And you can try to play backyard baseball all you want. It's not going to improve your skills. Just get out there and literally kick any ball, and you'll probably improve. Kick something that looks like a ball. Yeah. Not a rock, but maybe like a balloon. A tin can. A tin can. Mm -hmm. Those glass decorative balls that people had in their front yard that make them look like fairy gardens. A wasp's nest. Big pile of towels that <laughs> that Pop uses to clean the car. Mom's I'm going out bowling ball. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa Dirt's liquid orb. <laughs> Just putting words together there. I would say that if this card was for a, a boy like me, as I looked a lot like this thumb child, I would say that this is to make a child feel better about maybe being not so good at the sport yeah. and being told that there are alternatives. And in that way, Bobby, I agree with you that this card deserves to be put front and center. I was being a little cheeky about the middle. Of course, I am still a little skeptical about, you know, calling us the possums. Maybe we can call ourselves a different marsupial like the, well, it's not a marsupial, but capybara, let's say. Those are always fun creatures. Um, <laughs> but I will say that it redeemed itself in the style, which is fun and childlike, which is enjoyable. Yeah. And also, yeah, this is like finding a unicorn here. This is like we do not have a lot of cards that are based specifically on kickball and i feel like as as you know it's kind of like looking back at photos of you from elementary and middle school it's a little cringy to remember how you joked back then but also you're immediately rushed with like yeah but that was a time and it felt good and it was honest and it was fun yeah and that's how this feels so you can't be so angry about that so in that regard i will also be putting it center i'm going to put it center of the freezer door so that i can see it every time i'm going in for all of those i've been trying to ice my tobacco i'm trying to follow lunch lady deer hunters i'm trying to make my burrito tobacco at home and it's not coming out as good as she makes it, but it's tough to recreate a recipe. She's so damn good at her job. And it's memory, too. Like, you're remembering the time and being young, so no matter what, your cigarette burrito can't taste like being nine again. It just doesn't exist. Exactly. Did she use unfiltered camels? Is that what she did? I can't tell, because you can't get those anymore. I mean, she used menthols, but we only have menth some because time marches on. <laughs> some some menth gave some, all menth gave all some. <laughs> Every to be dead and then suddenly victory. <laughs> There we go. That's a better one. I'll keep that. I really wanted, there was, you know, you look at those Joe Campbell posters and like, I don't want to say I'm going to take up smoking, but I definitely really want those posters oh, in my bedroom. They were effective. I'm like, yeah, I want to cool. be cool. I get it. You know what? I get it. I'm almost going to buy one now. I'm a 32 year old man. Let's get it going. I'm over the hump. Now it's safe. Let's get addicted. Let's get addicted. All right. I mean, that this is the perfect time to do it. Let's you and I just go get addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. The days are short. Time is long. You got a while before Valentine's Day. Guys, pick up an addiction. Go play kickball. Enjoy yourself. It's 2024. Be the person you were always afraid you were going to be. Ignore your family. Record your voice. Get an addiction. And then suddenly victory. It'll come to you. It'll come to us, whether it be in kickball or in consuming tobacco like it's a vegetable which I, I, if I remember correctly, makes you throw up, which would explain a lot of how Lunch Lady Deer Hunter always has to take a break from serving us all that creamed sp spoon. Oh, yeah. 
Go possums. Go possums, guys. And if you wanted to do some more go possuming, whether it be on the kickball field or if you're sitting in your car listening to this mishmash, go ahead and like us at Greetings Pod on Instagram or at Greetings Cast on X. Please write and review us on any one of your podcast-like apps and let us know what you think about it. And if you got a card that you'd like us to rate and review, send it our way. Now, let's see. I do have to pick someone for my kickball team now. I don't know. Grubbins is out. Right Dougal's at Synopsis Camp. I uh, have a ball on my foot already. Hey, Bobby? Stop. Yeah? Would you move over? Mike is over there. I want to oh, pick him next. Oh, God, Mike. I... I'm just joking. <gasps> Get over here, buddy. Oh, thank you. Oh, boy. Go possums. Oh. I got to go back home in 12 minutes. Let's get this over with. (laughs) We've got nothing but sun. Bye. Bye. And that's all, maybe all there is to know. Uh, Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt. Great American song. Should be the new national. Hmm? Great American people. I don't know where either of them are right now. They're two celebrities that I have no idea if they're alive <laughs> or if they're doing anything. And frankly, I don't want to know. No. And I don't want them on the podcast because I am not aware of their uh, knowledge of greeting cards. All I know is that they're two beautiful singers from the 80s. Uh, I don't know much, but I know I don't want them on here. Shall we? <laughs> yes.